0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt Report. Uh, As always, your host, Matt, here today with an amazing guest. Uh, Many of you already know who she is. It's Carrie Dills of CarrieDills.com, professional uh, WordPress Genesis slash StudioPress developer, uh, now getting into the theme business, and that's one of the the themes of today's talk, uh, seeing how she's doing that uh, and what it's like. Uh, She's got two themes out officially now, um, so we're going to talk about that and how that all got started. Uh, another interesting fact is Carrie worked at uh, Starbucks for quite some time and actually took a lot of that knowledge of a well-run organization uh, like uh, like Starbucks, and it really applies that sort of in her day-to-day, uh, which is... Uh, Quite quite ironic if anybody follows the Studio Press in Genesis Brian Gardner who used to, who was a, a past guest on my show is at Starbucks Attic so uh, definitely some good insight into uh you know learning that uh, that experience of great customer development and and teamwork uh, and how that's applied to Carrie's business day to day so awesome stuff can't wait for you to jump into the show uh, one thing that I want to say thanks to or one many people that I'd like to say thank you to uh, are all the folks leaving five star reviews. I haven't read them out in a while. I do apologize but they they continue to grow and that's an amazing thing. And if you do have a second and you are listening on to, on iTunes, uh, if you could just drop in a five star review if you really like like the show. One that I'm just going back on reading now. I'm just going to read this one. I can't say enough How incredibly grateful I am for this podcast. In about three months time, I'll be starting out as a freelancer. Hearing what guys like Brian Gardner and Bill Erickson have to say about the WordPress business is very insightful. Hearing about past mistakes from some of these freelancers and startups have helped me plan appropriately. I just started listening to this podcast a couple weeks ago. I listen to it every morning on my way to work, about a 40 minute drive and on the way back. This resource has helped spark so many ideas. Matt Matt is doing a great job. If you run a WordPress business, you must listen to this podcast. Thanks again. Uh, Apple Freak 81. Thanks a lot. I know that was dating way back uh, in in December, but I haven't read these in quite some time. So I do appreciate that. Uh, A couple other things that have uh, other channels that you can tune into if you are maybe, you know, not using iTunes anymore and just downloading this podcast uh, is SoundCloud. You can subscribe uh, over uh, on soundcloud.com slash the Matt report. That's a pretty awesome app. I talked about it last week. and I'll talk about it again. It's great for uh, streaming shows, uh, especially on Android device like I am. And then also Stitcher. I really enjoy Stitcher. I use that. Probably 90% of of my phone's battery goes to streaming Stitcher podcast. So uh, anything there, you can can comment on the show on SoundCloud. You can comment on the show on uh, Stitcher. So I always appreciate that. I uh, want to keep the show ad-free, except for myself, Or and you want to just support uh, what's going on here, mattreport.com slash join, uh, and join the community of WordPress entrepreneurs just like yourself. we got a private community going on over there, and that's sort of behind the scenes. We have private forums. We have every month we ha- I, I invite on different guests to teach us for an hour if not more, uh, about their different expertise uh, in uh, WordPress stuff. And uh, this week, or excuse me, this month was Tom McFarlane and Carrie Dills, our guest today, talking about building a themed uh, shop and what that's like and what that all entails. I also had Thomas Griffin on, who showed us uh, a neat trick. I called it a neat trick, but it it, it drove $4,000 of extra revenue a month uh, to his plug-in sales. Uh, so if you are a member, these are the types of shows, uh, private shows that you'll get uh, in a forum to Chat about it. We are going to be starting up some mastermind monthly calls uh, to help each other out, set goals, uh, find our passion, work with each other. So, going to be some good stuff. Again, slash join uh, become a member, support the show, learn a little bit more. Cancel anytime. Uh, other than that, MattReport.com/Subscribe it's another way to help the show. If you can't uh, pitch out any money, I totally, totally understand. Join the mailing list, tell your friends. MattReport.com/Subscribe. Without further ado, here's Carrie. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Matt Report, the number one WordPress business podcast out in the world, the universe, on the internets, uh, everywhere that WordPress stuff can be heard and consumed. uh, This is the show all about WordPress business. Uh, Today I'm joined by Carrie Dills. We're going to talk all about her business uh, of WordPress, Genesis Development, theme, design, and all that fun stuff of being a freelancer and uh, the ins and outs. Um, As always, mattreport.com slash subscribe. Join the mailing list. Tell your friends, tell your family. And if you're looking to grow your WordPress business to get inside access to uh, my guests and other uh, monthly trainings and seminars, slash join. Uh, check out the pro section. Um, about 50 folks now joining up uh, in the community, trying to get them all to uh, chat with each other in the forums. It's a fun time, so check that out. All right, Carrie Dills, I forgot to ask you in the beginning how I'm, how I'm supposed to introduce you. CEO? chief fun person. What's the deal? How do you tell yourself?
1: <laughs> that lady. Hey you. Hey <laughs> <Carrie laughs> you WordPress. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, no official titles. Awesome. Other
0: than wearer of many hats. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so you've been building sites since 1998. You've probably seen a lot of stuff uh, in the web technology world. Take us back to how you uh, discovered WordPress and, and why it's your, your main source of income today.
1: Yeah, so I got started back when animated GIFs were really the cool (laughs) thing and maybe some scrolling JavaScripts. Um, I took a a side side detour in business, tried lots of different things. And anyway, when I came back around to freelancing full-time, a guy named Brian that I was working with introduced me to WordPress. And uh, I was telling him about a project that I'd done where I built basically a CMS by hand using... Classic ASP, and uh, he was like, "Wait, let me tell you about this WordPress thing." And it it does that for you, and uh, I was pretty much mesmerized, and and haven't haven't looked back. So, yeah, it does so much for you right out of the gate. Uh, so you can you can develop stuff uh, that before would have taken me all that lead up time just to get to the CMS point, and now it's just there yeah. for the taking.
0: So, is that when you ASP was that like? app pools and restarting IIS services to get things to run like God I remember those days.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah I've actually got a couple of clients that are legacy clients that are still on dreadful classic ASP sites that are so insecure and I mean the code at this point is ashamed of myself but uh, (laughs) when I've had to go in and do maintenance on those I have to reorient myself in the world of IIS and how to uh, do web services and i have yeah I'm glad that's not my everyday.
0: Yeah (laughs) <laughs> Thank God. Um, so looking back at your past, there's a few things I want to talk about. One of them is, uh, sticks out pretty interesting is you used to manage a store for Starbucks. Um, and a lot of folks, especially in the development world or coding world uh, that we live in, they're always like, oh, I don't want to go work for a corporation. Um, you know, unless maybe it's like Google or something like that. A lot of people have the stigma of corpor- of corporate life. What was that like at Starbucks? Was it, was it like that? Like, oh God, the, the pains of, and the druthers of corporations, or were you really learning stuff there?
1: Um, I'll, I'll answer your question, but I'll back up just a tiny bit. Um, I, left, I left a cubicle job a, where I just thought, well, I never want to work on computers sitting at a desk all day in cubicles again, and I want to go open a coffee shop. Um, but I didn't know anything about running a coffee shop, so I thought, well, I'll go work for Starbucks for a year, figure that out, and uh, learn on their dime, so to speak, and that turned into um, about a nine-year career with them, and now to actually get to answering your question, they were a great company to work with. Um, Anytime you get into a large corporation, there's always going to be unflattering things behind the scenes, but for the most part, their corporate culture is... um, Great, and of course, anybody that's ever another lovers and haters, but anybody that's ever been in a store and has experienced, you know, a barista remembering your name or recalling that you like two and a half Splendas, um, they have something special going on. And <clears throat> I think that's where I've learned a lot of the, and uh, in, in, in addition to just business management skills, the customer service uh, skills that have translated over into my web web business.
0: Yeah, they, I, I mean, from what I've seen from the outside, they're supposed to have a really intense training. Process for all this stuff is that the case, or is it there it like a unif- Starbuck's University?
1: Uh, they their training department invests some serious uh, time and dollars into providing training materials. And of course, in a, in an ideal world, you know, you get all your training hours in, and um, you know, experience behind the machines. And you know, sometimes that that doesn't always happen according to plan, but. They do invest a considerable amount, and especially even as you get up. I mean, and that's all the way from starting at a barista level and then on up into each successive position uh, has training associated with it and
0: mentoring and. Yeah, because I I read an article about a fellow that um, I think he might have even been, like, homeless, and he got a job at Starbucks, and just the, the training process and the just elevated him to, and he ended up running a, a whole bunch of stores or becoming, like, a, a regional exec for a Starbucks, all because yeah. of their, you know, training and, and promoting within kind of mentality. So that's pretty cool. Yes. Nice. Uh, so you, you did that for quite some time, and then this giggle snort thing, happened, uh, you know, what was that? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, Being an entrepreneur is really at the core of what's always driven me and it didn't matter necessarily what the final product was, it was the ability to uh, create something that I felt I had ownership on. Um, The greeting card idea came out of um, some old experiences in print design and graphic design and I'm, gonna, this is not, I'm not even going to give this to your pro members, Matt. I'm giving this piece of information away for free for everybody. Yeah. I was senior yearbook editor in high school. Ooh. I was uh, <laughs> one of those nerds of a certain class. Uh-huh. Um, so the idea of doing things for print layout and, and getting to be humorous and uh, also mixed with the entrepreneurial side was where the, the, the reading purposes came from. Uh, yeah. It was an utter failure. My mother loved it. Uh, she was my number one customer. But other than that, you know, I kind of fell flat. <laughs> and, uh, I was actually sharing. I was at Autodesk uh, Work Camp San Francisco this past week, and uh, I was sharing with those guys how getting into this greeting card business and uh, networking with brick and mortar retailers, who were my target customers, actually ended up creating some web development opportunities for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the those people that I started associating with did not actually want my greeting cards, but uh, they did need web services. So once they found out that I had this uh, technology skill set, uh, it transitioned from um, them being, uh, you know, people I was trying to target for greeting card sales into web development customers.
0: Mm. Um, on one, there's a bunch of things I want to talk about about that. Uh, on one hand, I know that, or at least I've heard that, the greeting card business is a really lucrative business I guess I don't know what the factors are that you have to execute to actually you know become super successful with greeting cards I'd imagine like distribution and getting into shops and things like that and people carrying your product um, but what was your driving factor of the entrepreneurial stuff you you have somebody in the family um, were you always just ambitious to start your own thing
1: um, I, don't, I, I think it was just kinda of something that I was born with but I do have uh, my uh, my mom's dad owned a grocery store uh, growing up, and then my mom's mom had a uh, owned a flower shop. So both of them were entrepreneurs. And then my my dad's mom uh, had a beauty salon. So I come I do come from a family of entrepreneurs in that regard. But you know, even as a kid, I like to see you know sell candy in the hallways at school and, and turn it for a buck. I was always scrolling away money in one of my uh, my little cash boxes with where if you flipped it over, I had the combination written. So it was real high secure high security <laughs> stuff.
0: Yeah. Um that's awesome. And and what was so you did that for probably what, just a year, year and a half, and then you transitioned over to the web?
1: Yeah, I think I gave it a full, I don't know, about a two and a half year run. So basically well, you know Starbucks was still paying my bills, um, but I wasn't I was I don't know, maybe doing thirty five hours a week or so there. So in my extra time I was uh doing all my research to get ready to start the company, and then I think I let it run for about a full year before I um, shut down shop. And that was actually, during that, I, I built my website uh, using Magento, which was like, I don't know, driving uh, driving a school bus when like a bicycle would have gotten me <laughs> <gotten laughs> yeah. there. It was yeah. way overkill for an e-commerce solution uh, based on what I needed, but I hadn't met WordPress yet. so.
0: Yeah. And, and you were just, and you were, you know, not to not to stick on this subject for too long, but I think it's really interesting. You you were actually making the designing the greeting cards, printing the greeting cards, and then going out and trying to sell them. Like, would you have like hundreds of them and bring them to a store and say, you know, please buy fifty of these to stock? How, do, how did how that work?
1: Yeah, so kind of in the greeting card industry, or maybe in the paper industry in general, you have uh, something called reps, representatives that you hire to uh, then go try to sell your product. Because obviously, I'm, you know, I can't be all over the place. Um, so you try to get these uh, these firms to pick up your line, and then you create something called a rep kit, uh, which is basically you know like a little cute briefcase with uh, a sampling of all your cards, what your minimum orders are, kind of terms and conditions, all that stuff. Uh, and you get them in their hands, and then they go kind of pound the pavement on your behalf. Mm. Um, so I did some pavement pounding locally, um, and then I had some other folks doing that for me. <clears throat> Um, and a couple of other locations and then if you have the big bucks uh, you go to uh, New York market and try to get some national distribution there but it's incredibly I mean even just like the booth rental fees and uh, it was way beyond the shoestring budget I was uh, working with
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome Um,
1: yeah there is money to be made but really the key is distribution because you know when you're when your profit, the profit margin is fantastic on a, and the markup is great on a paper product, but still you're talking about like 60 cents um, as opposed to thousands of dollars. You're talking about pennies. Right. Um, and so in order to get any traction, you've just got to move a ton of product. And uh, I, I never, well, let's just say nobody knows what giggle, snore greetings is unless they're watching the Matt report. Where's <laughs> <laughs> my mom?
0: Tremendous. Um. <laughs> So you made that, so how do you make that transition? What was the transition like to say, okay, see you later, Starbucks, did you land a client first? Did you just take a leap of faith and say, hope, hope that I can, I can start scoring some of these uh, businesses to sign up with me in the website? What was that transition like?
1: Um, It was a little bit of both. Uh, I did have some clients that I was already working with that were just, uh, you know, people, referral business. Um, So I'd already started to generate some freelance income. before I took the, the the full step away from Starbucks, um, but it wasn't until after I, I guess it was about the holiday season about three years ago when I uh, left Starbucks and started freelancing full time and could actually focus all my energy with it and then really the tipping point for that came when um, my Starbucks work was interfering with my ability to deliver on a client project um, and you know no offense Starbucks but you know. Twelve dollars an hour, or freelance income at you know uh, sixty, seventy-five dollars an hour. So um, it made sense at some point just to just a jump ship.
0: Yeah. Uh, actually, one thing I did forget to me- mention at the top of the show uh, for the pro listeners, Carrie will be sticking around to talk about uh, just about that about pricing um, and setting up pricing as a freelancer from the consulting side and from the actual web development side. So if you are a pro listener. Uh, you will uh, get that segment uh, uh, in the forums over at the community. Um, so you get into WordPress. How did you stumble upon Genesis, and and how did you pick that as your as your vertical? Or did it did you already just did you set out? Let me just say, take a step back. Did you take a step? Did you look at it and say where can I make the biggest impact in WordPress, or did you happen to just find StudioPress and then say this is what I'm going to stick with?
1: Uh, definitely the latter. So okay. kind of a, a back backdoored myself in, Um, when I, I knew nothing. I mean, I had a history of web development, but the world of WordPress was a 100% new adventure for me. So I started with um, a subscription over at lynda.com and watched uh, Morton, whose last name I'll just butcher, but Morton, I think Rand Hendrickson, is how you say his last name, maybe, maybe. and he was teaching all these uh, WordPress classes so I, I did that as my starting point and then just consumed uh, you know as much information as I could get my hands on and then at some point you know i worked with a lot of different themes I mean everything from the things you find at theme forest and elegant themes uh, and then stumbled on studio press and once I started really kind of kind of getting into it uh, I liked the setup of the Genesis framework and I like For me, that was easier to tackle than WordPress in the entirety, Um, and over time, of course, you get to know just pure WordPress. Um, But anyhow, so that was how I started, and I just found it ended up being a good niche business-wise since that's where I was spending my time learning and growing. Uh, It just kind of naturally unfolded that Mm. that was the kind of work people were hiring me for.
0: Yeah, and and here we are X amount of years later. There's still no... Definitive, like I want to be a WordPress developer. Let me let me take this course. Like there's still that still doesn't exist, and it's still not clear. There's still not a clear channel or path, even from .org that says. Brand new funnel through this. <laughs> uh, you know, any any words of advice for those that are, who are just starting out as wanting to be a developer or even a designer, and say where to start
1: well that's a great question and really a great point and I think because people approach WordPress from so many different backgrounds and experiences that it's hard to say okay this is the path you should take because WordPress is incredibly broad I mean you can get in on the marketing aspect the SEO the design the layout the responsive the um, the accessibility the language the actual programming I mean it's so multifaceted I guess I would say that if you're beginning with WordPress, whatever your interest is or your key skill set, work on growing that and don't feel like uh, go deep rather than broad. So you don't have to know everything there is to know about every aspect uh, of WordPress, but find an area and then see if you can go deep in it.
0: Mm. And that's actually a good segue for my next question. Um, because okay. Studio Press um, or Genesis is owned by a parent company, CopyBlogger. I think they're in a position to, to really break out with sort of the partnerships between their developers and designers like yourself. Um, you know they don't specifically have sort of the, the, the partnership program where you can upload a theme and, and sell it in their quote-unquote marketplace. Um, I think they're in a position to really break out in that area. I don't know which vertical they'll take yet um, but if they had like an official partnership program what would your wish list be for that?
1: Hmm. Um. I don't know. That question catches me off guard a little bit because I hadn't thought about um.
0: And let me, so let me give a little bit. of... The reason why I ask is because I'm I'm the conspiracy theorist, right? And and all this stuff. Um, and like we have to deal with sort of the ebbs and flows of WordPress, be it some of the trickle down effect of WordPress.com into .org, and then all the stuff around .org, uh, and and of course, as WordPress keeps continuing to evolve, there's always, these, there's always changes that really impact the way you and I make our money. I see the same thing either coming or uh, coming for Copyblogger and, and Genesis because they have such a, a, a wide uh, audience of developers who are building the Genesis way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there could potentially be something down the road that they tweak that really impacts the way you, know, you theme or the way you b- build your own themes or support your clients. Um, so if they ever came out with a partnership program, am just wondering what you think should be included in that.
1: Um, I think, like, one thing that's different about Genesis versus WordPress core, uh, it's not, it's developed, it's developed by a specific team. So in other words, there aren't community contributions. Um, now certain plugins that are created by StudioPress, they've started putting up on GitHub so that uh, other developers in the community can chime in on those, um, and I don't know, I think it'd be nice to, I mean, of course, it's GPL, so you can get in there and dig around the code all day long and, and um, create products based off of that, but if it was a partnership, I I, I would like to see community contributions from those developers that are uh, developing for the platform to maybe be able to uh, do some things, things specifically to make our development lives a little easier.
0: Mm. Um, what about marketing and, and promotion or showcasing you as a freelancer or a trusted partner? Anything like that? Uh,
1: they already kind of do that in a way that's. Uh, I mean, I'm on, I'm on the Genesis recommended developer list, and I've got some sites up in their showcase. And uh, one of the things that I really enjoy about uh, the relationship of Studio Press to uh, people like myself is um, because. Because Copyblogger, I guess, isn't interested in necessarily hammering out websites for people or are uh, or creating, you know, a slew of premium plugins. That's not their business focus, uh, but they've shown incredible support to people in the community that are developing products and services around Genesis. Um, so you know, I'll get tweets and retweets or shout outs or uh, things like that from their team that obviously benefit my business, but there's not, you know, it's uh, that's all just kind of organic.
0: Sweet. Sweet. Uh, let's go a little bit further into now what you have recently launched. You're on your second theme um, that you've recently launched or you know second uh, productized theme that you've recently mm-hmm. launched that you're selling. Uh, we're, when uh, for the pro members for the month of March, the pro cast for March will be you uh, and Tom McFarland which we will record tomorrow talking about that from soup to nuts that whole business but Let's give folks uh, a brief overview of, of that today. Uh, you know, why did you go into doing a theme? Uh, how has it been so far? Um, and any thoughts uh, moving forward with that?
1: Yeah. Uh, so everybody's dream, Matt, is to make money while they're sleeping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, one of the my big frustrations. I actually sleep
0: on year. on a mattress made of money.
1: So <laughs> yes, yeah, It's like an osmosis
0: With, thing, you know. You know,
1: even a money tree perhaps right. breaks down <laughs> while while I'm dreaming of of money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, one of the frustrations freelancing is you know you you eventually run out of hours that you can trade for money. Um, and I know you know some there's value-based pricing and all that kind of stuff. I'm not going to get into, but you know, time trading time for dollars. Um, and so this in, inadvertent income cap. Uh, so one of my goals for, for 2014 uh, was to be able to generate some products that could uh, have a longer life shelf than just a single client project. Um, and themes, just I enjoy theming, so uh, that was just sort of a natural uh, evolution. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, just released the second theme, Winning Agent Pro, which is a real estate focused theme for uh, Genesis. And it's been really well received. Um, this is Studio Press uh, had a real estate theme in their lineup called Agent Press, but it hadn't been updated for Genesis 2.0 uh, and was not mobile responsive. So the community um, was crying out, Matt, they were crying out for a, a mobile responsive real estate theme. Uh, And this one, it was actually a collaboration with a guy named Richard Hardy and who's a uh, realtor up in the Chicago, uh, Illinois area. And um, so he kind of provided a lot of the the insights on what a realtor realtor would like to see. Mm. Uh, So, yeah.
0: You just answered a few of the questions that I had lined up, but I I want to take this into a slightly different direction. Um, We have... um, a real estate theme ourselves but it's not based on Genesis or anything like that. I mean, we actually designed it a, maybe a year ago. Um, you know, it's not something that we're heavily promoting, but we find that with the real estate theme, the agents who are buying it just have absolutely minus 1000% knowledge and understanding of WordPress. Um, I had somebody over the weekend, you know, email us and ask for a refund because they were like, I, I just can't even, I don't even understand what's going on with WordPress. They, and they just said that, hey, I'm hosted on GoDaddy, I'm just gonna delete the WordPress install and create one of their instant sites. And I responded with, hey, I'm more than happy to help you set it up, blah, 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 and they said, no, thank, and I actually, logged, they sent me their log, and I went in, I logged, and I set it up, the homepage and all this stuff, put it in the sample property, and they were just like, you know, I, we really appreciate that, but we're never gonna even know what to do with this. <laughs> um, is, now, you said that you partnered with a real estate agent, which is super smart. Um, you know how how has the do you see the same kind of uh, support issues with your real estate themes, um, and how do you plan to tackle that?
1: Well, let me let me tell you what not to do. <laughs> Don't release a theme and then two days later go on vacation.
0: Ah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that ended up just being kind of unfortunate timing. But uh, I, we release a theme, and you know immediately, like we tried to foresee you know, certain support issues, so we came up with the FAQs, I did a full, you know, write-up, uh, you know, a theme setup tutorial, I had a couple tutorials for customizations ready to go right out the gate, um, but you never foresee it all, and of course, you know, immediately you start getting uh, questions, um, so it was just, you know, trying trying to keep up with those out of the gate, because, you know, you want, obviously you want the theme to be usable and understandable when... Um, and put those resources out there, so in, if in retrospect, I would have had even more material ready to go um, on that support side because you know it 's the same questions for the most part. ninety percent of the questions are going to be the same questions, so uh, now it 's about generating content to support those um, those questions we 're looking at doing a, a support forum so that people can ask questions publicly and then benefit from seeing. Uh, you know, building a knowledge base. I forgot your original question and now I'm just kind of talking.
0: No, I mean, you, you've answered it. You're, you're sort of going into the areas of how you're going to support that. Um, is it, say, if you were to look back at both the themes, I know the, the agent themes is the newer newer of the two, but are you seeing more success with the agent theme because it's a very niche market um, versus um, your original?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> um, and that's, there are there are multiple factors at, at play there for one it doesn't hurt that that theme is the agent pre- or the winning agent theme is being sold off the studio press marketplace because that's more visibility than I could ever generate over at carrydos um, so that's one huge factor uh, but the other one is yeah creating a, a niche theme or niche as you say um, people people want to envision what they're what their website is going to look like. So you imagine going if you're selling a home the difference between going into a completely empty house versus going into a house where it's staged, it's set up, there's brownies, bacon in the oven, the candle it smells good, like I can picture myself living here. Um, so that was kind of the idea of going into a very industry specific theme, um, creating con- sample content or layouts that are actually going to be somebody could see themselves putting their content there. Uh, whereas my first theme, I called it utility, um, and being like, oh, you can, it's, it's utilitarian, you could use it for anything. Uh, and of course you can, I, I mean, I'm biased, but uh, I think it's a great theme, but you could use it across so many different types of sites that, you know, people want something specific. And even if that site could be specific, if they can't visualize it, then,
0: it's no good. Yeah, and when I interviewed Brian Gardner, um, the founder of Studio Press, that's one of the things he said. Like he, he has like, you know, it's a labor of love to put together a theme You have, like, all these aspirations, like, you're you're calling it utility, ours is called minimize, and it's like, it's minimal, you can do anything you want with it, you can take it in 100,000 different ways. But then on the other end of the screen, the person looking at it is looking at, you know, they're drooling, they're like, okay, this is, like, what what am I supposed to do with it, I'm supposed to move all these widgets, no, I I don't want this. Uh, And in the age of, like, the drag and drop phenomenon, like, guess what? Something that's just focused in a vertical that's set up out of the box, like that's going to sell better because people can can envision what their site's going to look like, envision what their site's going to look like when they install it. Um, the other thing is that Brian said that sometimes the theme just sell because of the name, <laughs> and and he's put out he's put out themes where he's like I've I worked on this for you know I don't know hundreds of hours and I put it out there and it's I forget which name of the theme was, oh, man I, I want to say it was eleven I think it might have been eleven forty. Which was his like I think last or second to last revision of his own blog, yeah. And he's like nobody bought it. But then when he they just released like corporate or or the new corporate and everybody was like oh corporate corporate blog or a corporate site I need that like yes, <laughs> and like what what's the point of calling something 1140 and like having this backstory behind it when you just say one word business corporate and it sells. Um, Let's talk about something a little bit uh, that's probably wiped a smile off of both of our faces. Uh-huh. Uh, re- <laughs> Recently on Twitter you had a little back and forth with somebody who who is uh, e- uh, uh, displaying your theme as being part of a-, a collection of themes that he supports or wasn't really sure if he was supporting it or reselling it. I guess I should have dug a little bit deeper into that. Um, and then we had some, uh, well we, I say we as the WordPress community had some discussion about, oh this is G- GPL, this is what happens, mm-hmm. but please Reference me uh, in this as those, as the author and as the person who is not going to support you <laughs> from purchasing purchasing or uh, or accessing it through for, through this guy's site. Um, what do we do? Is there anything, or this is just the way it is, and we have to just set up these these walls of support?
1: Uh, well, first let me let me say I I, I was sorry for my Twitter rant. Uh, so you know you say things out there on Twitter and you can't quite take them back, but uh, I I could have handled that a little more professionally. Um, but the the issue was to tell the, the backstory on this. I came across this site and uh, this fellow was selling um, in, an installed theme. So in other words, it was the Genesis Framework plus the theme um, and like a, a a couple of other integration, or like customize your colors or something like that, um, all for one low price and. <laughs> but the the presentation of it was uh you know this is brought to you by studio press and me uh so i, I took immediate offense that he's claiming what to me looked like claiming authorship of of a product that wasn't his um, but the 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 bigger question so gpl uh the the theme is license under gpl which means that he uh is well within his rights to Uh, Redistribute that code base The problem with this, and I know the GPL lawyers are probably going to call me, and your your viewers may throw rotten tomatoes. And um, I'm I'm no legal expert. Clearly, I couldn't do the job I do if WordPress wasn't GPL, uh, right? I mean, that's the whole gist of it. I even have have a job in this industry, or in because WordPress is an open source project. So I love that, and Uh, I I think that should be there. But the question, the rightness or the wrongness of taking what someone else has worked hard to produce and then monetizing it in, to me, kind of a dishonest fashion is, I don't know that there's any way to stop that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the bigger question, you know, support-wise was if someone purchases this through him, they're buying an unlicensed copy of my theme. Um, but am I therefore entitled or am I uh, obligated to provide support uh, to his customers and that's she's kind of getting into a little bit of sticky mess there
0: yeah yeah cuz you know inevitably it's gonna happen where the more and more he uh, or they uh, install these themes and get them out onto the web you know a couple Google searches and they're gonna find the original author and you're gonna have some customer angry or otherwise you know hitting you up saying hey got your theme uh, I can't install this you know, page doesn't look right can you help me out and then you have to take the time look it up in your customer database see if they're under support then you realize that you're not even from my customer base you're from somebody else and then you have to deal with that whole uh, ball of wax which is never fun because um, we actually have themes that are have the same name as a theme that's on theme for us so we actually get that quite often that people find us more available than the actual theme author of one of our matching names. Um, so that was an interesting, you know, thing <laughs> we discovered in all, the, all of this stuff. But I think you're right. I don't think there is a solid way that we can either resolve this other than the barriers of support um, mm-hmm. and making that clear to folks. Let's talk about uh, WordPress communities, WordPress folks. Um, I feel like uh, 20,000, I feel like 2014 I feel like 2014 is gonna be a year uh, where we all put our grown-up pants on for situations like this um, for situations uh, like um, recent uh, articles about WP Engine and community um, I just think that overall we're really starting to grow up 10, 11 years, 10, 10 and a half years later Um, Do you you have the same kind of feeling uh, Uh, like that, specifically with WordCamps, online events, Twitter followers. We're all friends, but in the end, we're all kind of competing with our customers' dollars. Big audience, totally agree, it's still going to go up, but at some point we're going to hit the plateau. What are your thoughts?
1: Um, Well, that's a that's a broad question, so yeah. I'll just pick a, a <laughs> Pick something area. in between there.
0: And, and actually on the on the list I have, do either of these relate to your talk uh, at St. Louis uh, this past week? Um, you know, how do you see – where? what direction do you see the community going in uh, in 2014? Do you just see more of the same, or do you see us kind of maturing where uh, we're, we're changing our tone a little bit?
1: I think there's definitely uh, – some maturation taking place which is natural in an industry and you know been around like you said a little over 10 years now um, so seeing some acquisitions roll ups some uh, you know a lot of people are now moving that have been service oriented are moving into uh, product offerings so yeah I think we'll continue to see that trend um, and it, I still I, I still very much embrace the community in this idea that we're not all competing for the same customers and the same dollars. I think they're, for anybody willing enough to think uh, creatively and offer some creative problem solving, um, there are a lot of needs out there um, and opportunities to make money off of meeting those needs. Uh, so I don't think our demise is coming where we're all going to... You know, it's either going to be a Microsoft or an Apple, and <laughs> by 2015, and we'll have to pick sides. Uh, but well, I guess to go back to like a, a an Apple uh, example, or Apple and Android, like when when the Android platform came out uh, for the phones, and you know, all of a sudden you've got open source software happening. Um, everybody raced. Uh, all the handset manufacturers raced. All the uh, software developers raced, and, um, you know, what you see five years later is a total shakedown, and there's just a couple of primary players still making handsets for, um, I, sorry, I just went on, on a massive tangent. But, anyways, th- so I think that we'll see that. There will be some, some definite uh, top players that emerge um, and hold on to that top spot, but I don't think that means there's not room for the rest of us. Yeah, to, uh, it, I don't know.
0: And I, I believe that, um, so in the beginning we talked about there's no real clear path, competition in business and products aside. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, uh, as far as the individual getting to know what WordPress is from a software platform, from a community, uh, from an, uh, a business opportunity, uh, there is no clear path walking in that says, oh, here's the steps you follow to be a developer, here's the steps you follow to be an entrepreneur. Um, part of your talk uh, was about... Um, you know, helping others, mentorships, or or just collaborating with others. Um, you know, WordPress is huge as far as all the op- opportunity you have. Uh, you know, to take those different verticals. Um, what was your takeaway from the St. Louis talk? Were, were folks um, acceptive of that of that kind of, uh, of of sort of your outline to approaching WordPress to the community?
1: Uh, well, there's what people said to my face, and then you never know what, the, <laughs> what they're going to say later. But Great job. She's great. <laughs> what seemed to resonate the most uh, was this idea of people who have been in the community a long time, know all the, the ins and outs, and the back roads, and the back stories, and they're contributing to core. Um, and then there's those people who have just been introduced to, to WordPress.com. They just created their user account for the first time. They, didn't, they don't even know there is a self-hosted WordPress. Um, so that idea that as a, um, as a community, we need to support all of, those, all of those players. So not reject someone just because they're not uh, you know, as advanced a user as, as we are or whatnot. But what makes the WordPress ecosystem great uh, is that all of those people are contributing in whatever capacity they can. And if that were to suddenly disappear, well, there'd be no, there'd be no WordPress. Right. Um, so I think, you know, I think it was well-received. I hope it was uh, well-received. Awesome.
0: Um, do you have one thing that you, you can turn people to? Like when you're at WordCamps uh, and they're asking you these questions or you're doing this talk, is there one thing you can turn them to to say, start here, or does that not exist yet?
1: Um, I... I think the answer would be tailored to the individual. Uh, I, like a, a, a local meetup, I always recommend is a great starting point, great just to exactly. connect with some other users um, and a place that's kind of a safe place to ask questions. And uh, you know, that would be my best start here answer. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, in the absence of a local um, WordPress community, then you know, just being engaged in online WordPress communities. Uh, you know, whether you're on Twitter or Google Plus or even Facebook. Maybe even I, I mean I don't know. There's WordPress communities on all of those major outlets.
0: Yeah, absolutely. One of the questions I meant to ask before, um, and in the intro section of the interview, uh, as we sort of wrap up here, what is how does running impact your life and your work and your life-work balance and everything around it? Uh, is it as a dramatic uh, cornerstone as I th- might think it is <laughs> to you? Um. I see you're doing half marathons, and and then you're shooting for a marathon, right?
1: No, I don't so. think I ever need to do a, a full marathon. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna string together my halves and. Call yeah. <laughs> them. Cool. Um, I think it gets me out from behind the desk, which i you know, I spend so many hours sitting here. So just from a like a physical activity standpoint, it's good. But it's also it's also a kind of uh, therapy. I run with a friend, and uh, we talk each other's. Ears off for an hour or however long we're running, and uh, I don't know. It's good. It's just it's good. It's good mentally, spiritually, physically, all of those things. I don't know that it necessarily makes me work better, other than uh, say it's a stress reliever.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which which I think you know at the end of the day uh, yields yields some good results anyway, because I know that's with me. It's when you get that mode when you're sitting here for. Some days, 16 hours looking at the same stupid monitor. <laughs> and you're just like, God, I can't take it anymore. Uh, but being able to break it up uh, throughout the day and maybe just say, I'm going to stop, I'm going to go for a run, I'm going to come back and finish this uh, is a super helpful thing. Final question What's the biggest challenge right now? Uh, and how do you plan on overcoming it?
1: Uh, biggest challenge right now is enough hours in the day. Um, I'm still doing a lot of client work. Um, and then trying to kind of squeeze in around the edges of uh, this product development and now uh, supporting the couple of products I do have out there. Um, and so my I'm in a, I'm in a mastermind group and uh, those guys, their biggest advice to me has been to do better time blocking. So get rid of the distractions, set up a, a chunk of time to work on Whatever it is, uh, whatever project it is, instead of bouncing around all over the place um, and just feeling stressed and not effective, um, so that's what I'm.
0: That's what I'm trying to do. It's to awesome. Yes, yeah. time blocking is super important. Um, I mean, I always start off the. I feel like every New Year resolution. That's how I start off. Like I'm going to get better at time blocking, and I was great January. I was just like boom, 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 boom. February gone. <laughs> so now I'm trying to get back uh, into time blocking uh, for the month of March. So that's that's super important. Uh, for those of you that are in the pro section, stick around because at the end of the show, Carrie is going to talk about uh, pricing, uh, some of the tips and tricks about how she uh, has landed on her pricing structure, com slash join to learn more about the pro membership going to lead us into the last few segments of the interview. Uh, segment number one, what's in your toolbox? What app or SaaS uh, offering do you use to get your business done uh, that you might think our listeners aren't privy to? Like an Evernote, but po- probably something that's not as well-known as that.
1: Um, my favorite tool recently is Migrate DB Pro, uh, which is a plugin that you can install on a, on a current site and then also on your, uh, your live site. And it basically takes you from development to production, it it takes uh, your database, it takes your, they now have a media uploader that takes all your media with it, and it's just a huge
0: time saver. So, loving that, money well spent. Yeah, and it was like, what, 30 bucks, right, for one license? I paid, like, the 199 for the developer. Oh, yeah, if you get the developer, Uh, yep. Yeah, Yeah.
1: in the context of time saved, I mean, I made that up real fast.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Brad Tusnard, uh is a developer behind that uh, and you can uh, go over to Matt Report and search for him and check out our awesome interview. Back then he was just rolling it out so he's got a lot of good stories behind that. I'm going to launch into the lightning round and ask you a series of quick questions and you'll have a series of quick answers. Hopefully. <laughs> What's the one plugin you cannot live without? Uh, Gravity Forms. A Favorite WordPress or business book?
1: Uh, I'll just give you the one I'm currently reading, which is Entree Leadership by Dave Ramsey.
0: Awesome. Uh, a quote that you live or run your business by? Uh,
1: I like to eat, therefore I must work.
0: <laughs> uh, the best business advice you ever received?
1: Uh, that's an easy one. That was my dad, and he told me, find something that you love so much that you would do it for free, and then find someone who will pay you to do that.
0: Awesome. Uh, what's the longest a client project has ever taken?
1: Boy, um, probably 10 months.
0: Oh, not that bad. If you had to switch to another CMS, what would it be?
1: I guess I'd whip out or dust off some classic ASP. and.
0: Uh... <laughs> oh man, <laughs> nightmare. Uh, who should I interview next?
1: Hmm. Um, I met some really fantastic people up in the St. Louis Ford press community, and uh Joshua Ray would be an interesting fellow. He was one of the organizers up there.
0: Awesome. I'm write that down that's tremendous. Um, what was one question I didn't ask you that I should have
1: um, Why is my oven beeping right now?
0: Why is your oven beeping right now? uh
1: that is because I threw in some Brussels sprouts to roast and totally didn't look at the time and I might have crusty burnt ones here and. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome! First time ever uh, a uh, cooking accident has happened uh, on the Matt Report. So you own the you own the trophy for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, <laughs> well, it's been a tremendous uh, interview. Uh, where can folks find you on the web to say thanks?
1: Uh, at CarrieDills.com or at cdills on Twitter.
0: It's awesome, and uh, Carrie, thanks for taking the time. Uh, for folks who are sticking around for the pro section. Listen on in at the forums, go over to the forums, log into the site, myreport.com slash join. If you want to find out all about that good stuff, see you on the flip side.
1: Thanks, Matt. Pleasure.